0: I'm Cash and I'm Arya. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Wayward Sisters, where we talk about Sam's mysteriously disappearing powers. Well, we're all curious as to where they went. Honestly, I'm. It was like a write over, honest, uh, from the writers. I'm sorry, guys, for my complete lack of usable English today. <laughs> Okay, but, um,
1: um, uh, <laughs> Sam's powers being, uh, the result of, uh, substance abuse, that's what, uh, you know, Supernatural loves to do to us. Um,
0: yes, interesting topic there. Especially
1: because I, I don't really remember it that clearly, but I think, like, I know Dean obviously tried to, like, get him to stop, and then Dean died, and then, you know, Ruby kind of took over, which kind of really pisses me off, because, but it was, like, a really smart move on her part, being like, oh, shit, he's, like, grieving, I can use this to, like, get him to, like, do what I want him to do. Obviously, not, yeah. not as... I mean, she's a demon. Yeah. She,
0: she is a demon. Ugh. But, um... Yeah, but, you know, it it goes... It starts even further back, you know, when he had the... The seasons one and two, he was de- developing psychic powers. Yeah, but that was a result he kinda of... He kind of had a range of different ones.
1: Yeah, but that was a result of the demon
0: blood from when he was a baby, too. Well, yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's, um it's what gave him the opening for the whole sending demons to hell with just his mind sort of thing. Yeah. In the later seasons. Kind of um, opened
1: the door for that one.
0: Yeah. Which is well, here's the thing. Um, the first two seasons, Dean was really whacked out about him having psychic, about Sam having psychic powers. Uh-huh. He was like, they had this like prejudice against, you know, m- uh, people like that and Coming back to that in later seasons, where they're, like, teaming up with witches and magic users, and, um, there was that pair of twins who were, you know, hunters that did magic. They're, they're in my, um, they're
1: on my bury your gaze list, actually. <clears throat> Which is kind of sad.
0: Ah, yeah. But, you know, it's... the. Well, first off, A-plus for character development, where they actually got over the whole people being psychic thing, but Sam was, you know, had these powers, had these psychic powers, Um, and Dean was really like, this is wrong. Right. Granted, they were kind of solely focused on other people like him. Right, and the other
1: people, like him, were not. Were like using their abilities for like bad, and then there was the one girl, who um, like everybody she touched died. By the way, she's on. She's on the barrier gaze list as well. Cause she touched her girlfriend, and her girlfriend died. <laughs> Fun fact. The things the Supernatural Wiki will remind you of. Mm. It's a
0: long list. Some deep, deep shit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that it was kind of all connected to Azazel. So, you know, honestly, it would have been okay had the power stopped when Azazel died. But they did but they didn't, and so there's this kind of plot hole as to, you know, he still has the powers, but, you know, where do they go? Because, um, because of the whole demon blood-fueled send demons to hell thing. Right, and, like, later in season four,
1: and season four, season five, when, um, Like, we learned that after, like, Sam has to keep, like... I This is not the right, like, phrase, but, like, fueling up. Like, he has to keep, like, dosing, like, more and more and more. So, like, how did his powers stay so strong? First of all, from just the few drops from Azazel that he got as a baby. And then the years between meeting, like... Uh, between the end of season two and, um, like, meeting Ruby and starting to do demon blood stuff with her. It's like, well, where did they go for that period of time, you know?
0: Yeah, why did they activate when they activated? I guess that was more so because, well... I think there was an explanation in the show but i haven't seen the first couple of seasons in a little while i'll like i've seen the the first five episodes of season one several times but i think the uh, explanation, they don't really get started into the i think the
1: explanation they used was like he's gonna lead they're gonna lead azazel's army for something or other
0: well yeah and they had it well here's the thing there was a the whole thing with the uh abandoned village and them all killing one another right. because one of them were going to get out which was very interesting that was actually that's kind of like a unique thing with the like whole series you never really get anything quite like that um ha- like you know well, the kidnapping forcing them to kill one another you don't want really to get that anywhere else in the show which that's is true. interesting and I also... Um, I might actually have to watch it again. Okay. No, I'm literally.
1: i now. Because it's like the one girl had gone missing for months. And, um, mm-hmm. and when Sam found her, he was, like, he was like, how long have you been here? And she's like, oh, only a few days. He's like, you've been missing for months.
0: And she's like, no, I haven't. And he's like, yes, you have. But then we find out that she was lying. And she had been there for months and right. she was just playing the innocent act so she can kill all of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I think what's also really unique about that is that was our first death that didn't stick. Yeah. Because Sam got stabbed. And right in front of Dean. Yeah, Sam gets right stabbed in the uh, in, right in the back. Which, that whole scene as well, is just so heartbreaking. Because like Sam's dying in Dean's arms, and Dean's trying to be like you'll be okay, you're gonna be okay, and he's like, that's my job, right, to look out for my pain in the ass little brother,
0: and you're like, oh no, because I'm you know I might be applying this to the wrong death, but um I remember Jensen talking about um you know holding sam and crying and how he didn't like as an actor he didn't have to think of anyone like any other situation he just had to think of jared dying and it gave him all the emotions yeah no i think they were are they were so close
1: yeah no you uh-huh. i think you're right in saying that i remember reading it recently i think it was
0: that first yeah one. and you know he was so emotional that he actually ended up having to, like, take a a walk and, like, to cool himself down after the take um because yeah. it was just so emotionally overwhelming, which is, well, one speaks to his talent as an actor because, like, who, well, if talent and dedication because, one, who wants to, like, for their job have to... Bring up those thoughts and memories to get a reaction out of yourself. Right. In order to portray this certain thing.
1: Like, who wants to have to, like, think about your best friend dying in your arms just so you can, like, manage, like, the tears for this take? But, which also is really sad because of how much their friendship has deteriorated.
0: I know, I, that breaks my heart. Cuz they
1: used to, like they used to be so close and they were like basically like brothers and now they're like not friends anymore.
0: Uh, and they yeah, like really kind of like just I about it because I
1: yeah, it's I remember sad.
0: like um watching the I was I it, the season finale hadn't come out yet. But I was watching the show and I was watching all the um, panels in my free time. I literally remember telling myself, like, all the time. It just, I wish I had a friend that was, like, that close to me and, you know, was like my sibling. And, you know, I got you now. Because that was 2020. And that was two, year, <laughs> that two was years That was two ago. years ago. And, you know, things have... Which is really weird to think about. We've been doing... We've been in this quarantine situation for two years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember I remember watching and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that is like the epitome of what I want in a friendship." And now that's deteriorated. I just don't want anything to do with it. I just want to like live in my false reality and
1: And it's so um, sad cuz they're you know, still like mind.
0: they're acting like
1: they're such like good friends at like at cons and stuff. But we all know we're like you guys aren't friends like that anymore, <laughs> especially after the whole prequel drama and stuff.
0: We're like, "Uh eh. Yeah, I mean there were mistakes on both sides, right. but but also you know this is a Jared hate account,
1: so by by saying yeah, it, I mean, uh, we're we're supporting. I don't
0: in, in this. Yeah, I don't like um, me no yeah. likey. But. Um, Back to the topic at hand, because we keep going off on tangents. If you like that, sure, go ahead. But um, we're gonna actually, you know, do Sam powers <laughs> anyway. Um, Sam's power, like psychic Ruby powers, demon blood fueled powers, kind of ends when he's sent to uh to hell, hell, yeah, with Lucifer. Oh, so that's end of season five. Yes, and I have a thing about that as well. Is like that he had
1: to drink, like, a shit ton of demon blood to be able to, like, hold Lucifer, in, like, as a vessel. And I think mm-hmm. maybe this didn't actually happen, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I swear they were like, if, if he has to drink that much demon blood, he will turn into a demon. I swear I remember that
0: being a thing. And it was, like, just maybe it never was a, addressed. Um... um maybe it, i think it might have been like a speculation but there wasn't anything it was like he was turning more and more into like that ruthless sort of character like a demon but i don't think there was any like solid proof that it was going to happen so they just kind of breezed by it
1: yeah i think they like brought it up as an absolute like once or twice and then never addressed it again but whatever yeah but you know welcome to supernatural we have never turned points. to a demon we
0: have plot points that never in get plot addressed. Holes. <laughs> um, which we're gonna go further into in another episode. Uh but on with this particular plot hole, um after season five there's Soulless Sam and And Samuel. And Samuel yeah. His magical powers don't really show up then, but I think it's actually really in the later seasons where he starts getting into um, magic, you know, magic and um he has like a special he kind of has like a special unique connection to it. Not really like metaf- like a, it's not like a unique metaphysical connection, but more like a He's just got a knack for it. He's got a knack for it. And you know who took him under his wing? No. Rowena. <laughs> she's my favorite. Gosh. I love her so much. I love her so much.
1: I remember the first time I met her and and they were like, oh yeah, she's Crowley's mom. And I immediately went, she's a MILF. Because <laughs> I just, I love her so dearly. And I love her relationship with Sam. It's very much like, she's very much like a mother figure
0: for him. And it's so sweet. Yeah, but, you know, it's... His... I just get the the feeling that... The self-psychic powers thing... He actually, um... Goes... We go back to the whole him having psychic powers. Him uh, being so addicted to demon blood. A lot in the later seasons. Because it's, like, a relatable point for him. Uh-huh. He knows how to deal with the the addiction. How to, you know... Feel he, he feeling as if he's tainted or whatever, which brings us to the trials. Um, the ol the whole reason why Sam did the trials and not Dean is because Sam first you know killed the demodog, not demodog. dog uh oh, well. <laughs> that's a different fandom. He killed the hellhound before Dean, but he continued with the trials because he. Was talking to Dean and was like, Hey, this is like my cleansing. I think he has done so many horrible things.
1: Doesn't he? He has like, there's an exact conversation. I don't remember when it was, but he says
0: something about like, I can't do it because I'm unclean.
1: And it just makes me so sad. It makes me so sad.
0: I know. That's probably one of my, it's actually one of probably my favorite Sam points. um, Because, like, in the whole series, is. uh, Dean's usually the one who's, like, having a whole bunch of internal turmoil and, you know, taking on these horrible things for himself because of his past and what he thinks of himself. But this thing for Sam was, like, the epitome of all the previous seasons to this point where he's like, I'm unclean. I have demon blood in me. And I've done all this horrible stuff. I gotta do this because this pain this you know this weight upon my shoulders is what's going to cleanse me and there was Um, a um
1: which like it's kind of there was a fight like an argument between sam and dean at one point i think it was about i don't know it was about something and benny was brought up and he's like you think i screw up everything that i try He's like, what, like, what are you going to do next time? Are you going to choose another vampire over me? And it was just like, and it's that whole scene where it's like, and Dean's like, there is nothing past or present that I would put in front of you. And it's just their whole thing. And it's like, Sam has this perception of himself as like, you know, unclean and burdened. And like, after Dean like comes to terms with it, he's... You know, Dean still sees Sam as he's like, oh, he's my pain in the ass little brother. And it's just so hard when that, when they like start clashing on that.
0: And it's just such a painful experience. It just, it really hits because, well, one thing that really kind of thrived, you know, outside of the show is the, you know, uh, mental health awareness. And, uh, Jared and Jensen, the whole cast and crew were really, like, um, really supportive of the whole, you know, you need to take care of your mind. I obviously wasn't in the fandom when, uh, the whole, you know, campaign stuff. Jared, the, Jared's there at a campaign, you know, promoting, uh, mental health and, um, there was a slogan and I can't remember it. And I kind of feel bad about it. It's, but you, you know what I'm talking about?
1: I was going to say it's the You Are Not Alone campaign, but that's uh,
0: that's Jensen and Misha's thing. But Jared was a big purveyor of his own little thing, because he was going through a whole bunch of stuff on his end, depression, right. and...
1: Uh, I remember him addressing it at a convention once, that he was, like, going through a lot with... Exactly. ...with his anxiety and stuff. I don't... It might be the You Are Not Alone compa- campaign, but... I think that was Jensen and Misha's thing, like, exclusively. I don't know. I don't remember it.
0: Google time. Okay, okay. Oh,
1: so while you're Googling, my
0: um... Always keep fighting! (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it's called. Always keep fighting.
1: I... So my um, my supervisor was out doing whatever yesterday and she was at a bookstore and she sent me a picture of some some things I still can't tell you and went, "Is this is this your guy?" cuz I talk about Misha constantly. She went, "Is this him?" And I, mm-hmm. went, I went, yeah, I have a copy of that book on, like laying on my printer right now." She was like, "Of course you do." I was like, "I just I just love Misha. Leave me alone." <laughs> Sue me. Anyway, I would like to, um, go back to talking about Sam and Rowena's relationship and, like, their, um, like, her taking him under her wing and stuff because, like, she, like, teaches him, you know, all this stuff with magic and she's just, like, so proud of him. Like, you can just, like, she says it and you can just, like, tell that she's just so proud of him and like even in season 15 when he has to kill her and um like he has to kill her and there's that whole just like heartbreaking sequence of scenes in the whatever it is like the crypt that they're in Mm -hmm. and like she ends up like having to make him like stab her and she's like she looks into her eyes, she's like, "That's that's my boy," and I'm like, "Oh, she's so proud of him," and it's so sad because Sam has like lost every like maternal figure he's ever had, like you know, Mary, Rowena, Jody, whatever. I mean, obviously Jody didn't die, but it was like there was a point where like she stopped com- like being so f- like frequently p- present. But, like, Rowena was, like, his, his person. Like, she was, like, basically his mom. And it was just so sweet. (sighs) Well, yeah, absolutely. And, um... Him trying to, like, keep up with magic after she died as well. Because he was like, okay, he was like, Rowena taught me all this stuff and I know how to use it so I can keep, like, going and make her proud and stuff like that.
0: You know what kind of surprises me, uh... Crowley and Dean... uh, Crowley and Sam never really had a thing. What kind of thing? Like, they never... I don't think they were really as close as everyone else. um, On the... uh, On Team Free Will, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know Cass had their thing. And we already discussed. uh, Dean had his thing with Crowley. But... I don't know. I never really got the impression that Sam in any way, shape, or form, liked, or even appreciated, or, like, even used Crowley for anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they,
1: (laughs) they, they were kind of, like, um, like, step-siblings.
0: Yeah, they kind of hated each other, but, you know, they were brought together by by fate in a married couple, so, um.
1: They were, um, They were, like, step-siblings. They didn't like each other, but they were, like, constantly thrown together. Like, whether it was because something that Rowena did or something that Dean and Cass did. It was just, like, he was always there. But, like, you know, even at some point, like, Dean and Crowley became, like, sort of friends, like, before the events of, like, Demon Dean. Like, they were kind of, like, buddies and, like, did stuff together and, like, Crowley would help out on cases and stuff. Or, like, um, Dean would, like, recruit him to, like, help him do, like, a personal thing. Like, some personal mission or whatever. But, like, Sam never had that, like, interaction. It was never a, like, hey, we need help. Let's call Crowley and see what he knows.
0: Yeah. Dean, well, here's the thing. Sam's a lot more trusting of, um... You know, he always fought with the whole, um you know maybe they're not all bad thing and he's a lot more trusting of like the casual, you know, um monsters who would end up going to purgatory. Right. That those kind of ones. But for like for the higher supernatural beings, Dean like like demons, Dean was always a lot more trusting with them, I think. Yeah.
1: And I think that a lot as well comes from like trauma relating to Ruby. Cause like he he, yeah. he trusted her and like really easily trusted her. And then it was like the whole addicted to demon blood thing. And um and then Crowley comes along and he's like, I can help, I can be helpful, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna double cross you, whatever, whatever. And then and Sam was like, Ah, oh, I don't think so. Sam very much approached the whole situation with caution. I mean, obviously Dean did too, but not in the same, same, like, sense.
0: Another thing is that, I don't, well, this is sort of still off topic, but, um, Sam also didn't have a strong relationship with the Angels as well. Mm. That's true. Like, the Angel stuff was always focused on Dean, um, more so than... Uh more so than Sam yeah, I'm well, I was gonna say Cass
1: didn't raise him from perdition, but he did <laughs> not in the same sense, but um yeah, it was I don't know, it was a lot of um the only angel he really bonds with besides Cass is Gabriel, like in yeah. Even if, it's the, he's the only angel he has more than one conversation with.
0: Well, because here's the thing, they, um, Gabriel targeted him when he was the trickster. Mm-hmm. And that's how they met, but then, you know, they got into each other's heads. And then there was, this, this man has so much, like,
1: celestial being related trauma. <laughs> Like, like, Ruby traumatized him. Lucifer traumatized him.
0: Azazel traumatized traumatized him.
1: him. Like, Dean's first run-in with an angel was literally getting saved. And then Sam's first run-in with an angel was, Hey, you're supposed, like, I'm gonna wear you to the prom, you're gonna help me end the world. So it was, was like, that his
0: first interaction with an angel,
1: no, I thought it was Cass, it is, but like his first like personal encounter like that ah. was
0: just about him, yeah, because when he met Cass, it was like, "Ah, uh, the boy with the demon blood
1: yeah when when he first met Cass, it was like, "Oh, you're the angel that saved my brother, but when he met Lucifer, it was, "Oh no." <laughs>
0: Um, it was focused on him, right? And gosh, I you know one of the reasons why I think talking about Sam is so hard is because we haven't fixated on him. I'm Dean, you're Cass, and I fixated it just, on him for a
1: while, but not in the same sense. You fixated on
0: him till season four. <clears throat> That's three whole seasons. And that's three whole very inconsequential seasons for, hey. you know, compared to the rest of them. That's true. I th- yeah. We, do we
1: know any Sam stands? <laughs> I don't know any stand. No? Uh,
0: but, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, my, my SO doesn't like soulless Sam. Yeah, that's a hate crime. I know. That's just mean. It was, uh, we bashed on him for like two hours.
1: Sola Sam is the best Sam and I will die on that hill. He was so fucking funny.
0: Oh, he was hilarious. If not like morally corrupt in certain, er well, he wasn't, he wasn't moral at all. He was completely amoral. He was just following, you know, um, and doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. Banging patchouli.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. The epitome of solo Sam was clap your hands if you believe, but um.
0: Yes, we're gonna do an episode on that. If we I can, I have it um almost written up.
1: Oh good, if we can uh, scrape together enough content. But I don't know. Talking about Sam is really hard because, and it's also like he's a main character, but. As the show goes on, like, he becomes less and less of a main character.
0: Yeah. I mean, he still gets a whole bunch of screen time, but he was more like a tool used to progress the plot than, like, a central focus of the plot.
1: Right. Like, the show really became about, like, Dean and Cass as, the t- as like, time goes on. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: and Sam is kind of just there. We went from Dean, uh, Dean with the Mark of Cain, to Demon Dean, to, uh, Dean's connection with Amara, to, um, oh, what was it, uh, what was after Amara, yeah, Dean's relationship with, um, uh, their mom and, uh, Jack. Jack. Sam kind of became more of a conflict piece than a, than a supporting role. Right. He was just, like,
1: at after a certain point, Sam was just kind of there all the time.
0: Like. Mm-hmm. Ready to spew information.
1: Right. And it was, like, he was there, and, like, it would, obviously, like, it would just be part of the plot. Like, it wouldn't really matter if he was there or not. Like, after a certain point, especially yeah. especially when, like, Jack came along and then, like, they put so much special emphasis on how much Dean didn't like Jack and how much uh, he, like, grieved Cass. Like, that was a big thing in season 13 and, like, season 13 onward was really when Sam became, like, inconsequential. And I'm sorry if that ruffles feathers of Sam's dance, but it's just the fact that... Well, the yeah,
0: I mean, they tried to keep him more relevant with the whole prophecy that he was going to kill Rowena. His, um, he was the one that was always there to take care of Dean, uh, yeah. had anything happened to him, but nothing really happened to Sam. Yeah, I, I mean, like- Dean is the is the one that, you know, all the hunters know about, you know, um, and he, Dean's the one that has all the supernatural connections, and Dean's the one who knows everything about the world that Sam doesn't, you know, tread lightly upon, and, it, I mean, when you think about it, it kind of, I kind of feel bad, but, you know, it's just... How it happened, I guess. It's
1: like you. I think you said it in the first episode. Like everybody knows about Sam because he's Dean's little brother. Like, yeah. I honestly, I think it's kind of unfair that Sam didn't get as much like solo plot lines as Dean did,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: even Cass got more solo plot lines than than Sam did. Like Cass, Cass has God's Deal, Leviathan, Cass. Cassifer, you know, there's Enverse, Cass, whatever, whatever. And, like, Sam, yeah, sure, he has Lucifer, like, himself he has as soul Lucifer. Sam. He's got himself as Lucifer in Enverse. In the Enverse, there's him as Lucifer. In this reality, there's. um, I feel like the- <laughs> this is going to sound so mean. His main plot point is dying. That's how he drives the plot forward. <laughs> Season two drives the plot forward, leads Dean to make a deal to bring him back, and that leads us to meeting Cass. Um he dies when um he dies when we first meet Billy. The first time we meet Billy is because Sam is dead and so Dean kills himself to make a deal with a Reaper to bring Sam back. And then there's and then he dies in the apocalypse world to get to uh to get to Mary and Jack. Like his thing is dying. <laughs> That's like his um
0: that is how he helps the plot. Which is so unfair to him. Yeah. I love how we went from Sam's powers to the uh sad truth of Sam. It's, um, but Sam's powers honestly didn't have though, enough content.
1: This is just our episode about Sam. Because there's not Sam. There's not a lot of Sam content to go off of. Like every iteration of Castiel could be its own
0: episode. And like he had okay he had. He had his trials. That was a whole plot point with him. Which will get its own episode because that's a lot of content.
1: Yeah, that could be its own episode. But even that was him dying to drive the plot forward. <laughs> that was him dying to drive the plot forward. It was...
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. His his whole thing is to motivate Dean. Yeah. To reel in Dean. To help Dean. It's To drive Dean forward. His whole character is to... Is to drive Dean forward and... Which is kind of unfair to his character, but, like, you know, we can't really change it at this point. We're just, you know, analyzing it.
1: And I think that's, I, I think I can get behind Jared being upset about the prequel now, as well, of the, like, supernatural, he didn't get a lot of plot point. And now there's gonna be a whole other show that's just, you know, got nothing to do with Sam. Which, obviously, how would you incorporate Sam into the prequel when... Sam was around for six months before Mary died. Not to say that I am agreeing yeah. with Jared, because I don't, and I don't like him, but he's not entirely, like, um, his, up, like, the level of, you know, him being upset was not unfounded.
0: Yeah, and him not being told, um, yeah. right off. Which about it Which I mean, like I said, I think I said er- this earlier, whether it be this episode or a previous episode, that you know mistakes were made on both sides. you know, Jensen should have been a bit more open with him about him, you know, making this planning this prequel, but right. But even that, like yeah.
1: Kripke, Kripke was like, "Hey, don't tell anybody." And then even like superstition was like, "Don't tell anybody about this until it's like actually a thing and then um mm-hmm. and then a different like a an a news place like a it was some like social media like article it was it wasn't buzzfeed but it was something like buzzfeed that like leaked the prequel so jensen was on set for the boys and didn't have his phone and you know the prequel got leaked and then jensen pretty much had to do damage control
0: yeah and it took a you know it hurt their relationship a lot
1: yeah which wasn't fair to either of them but you know that's just how it worked out
0: just how it goes life is life and yeah things hopefully happen. they'll be able to figure it out because i really love their relationship you know pre, yeah. pre- damage control pre- um but Vulgate. Exactly. But, you know, Sam was his character was really one note. Yeah, I
1: think Sam deserved a better character. And I mean I think that's also why the finale ruffled so many feathers. Aside from it being just horrible in the in of itself.
0: Was yeah, yeah. That,
1: <clears throat> like the whole show wasn't about Sam. And then the finale was, like, all about Sam. Which I guess could be the, like... Could be the... Well, you know, Dean got the whole show. It makes sense that the finale wasn't all about him. But, like, not even two episodes ago... Like, two episodes ago... The, like... Dean had cast Sacrifice himself and... As a final, like, love confession. And, you know, Sam was just you know, with Jack and wasn't even a part of that. And Dean never, to our knowledge, Dean never told Sam, Dean never told Sam that Cass, what Cass told him. And so it's just like, you know, Sam gets the whole finale and Dean doesn't even get to really deal with, you know, what he had been told before he
0: dies. Yeah, we never really get to see that. And the whole problem with the finale for me is... Well, for, in, for Sam's side of the finale is that, um, one, he loses Dean and then goes straight back to that, you know, cookie-cutter, you know, apple pie life that he's had in, like, small chunks throughout the rest of the the series. He goes it just i don't know it just seemed like it was um like he moved on very quickly he well i mean now he, i i guess qu- very quickly um you could say that cuz they just kind of jumped straight to it but uh yeah i don't know it just i was disappointed with it um he had you know he had Jess and then um his whole thing was failed love that was his whole like Everyone he slept with died. Right. But uh, in the very end, he slept with someone, had a kid with them, and they didn't die. And that was, like, the whole turnover. And it just didn't feel very fulfilling. Because he wasn't, he didn't have a lot of stuff to fulfill. Because Dean wasn't there.
1: Like, the thing with Dean was, like, there was always some big bad for him to fight and, you know, he died and there was nothing left for him to, like, fight. And that's why he didn't come back. But, like, with Sam, there was, you know... What was the point of him coming back every time he died in the first place? To drive the plot forward. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Sam was a Feels plot like device. It really a awful bunch of hate on this episode. Yeah. But, um...
1: Like, I, I apologize to ruffle, you know, Sam Stan's feathers, and I agree that Sam deserved better, but I don't think the better that he deserved was the finale. Oh, wait.
0: All right, well, I have been Cass. And I have been Arya, And on that sad note, um, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you even got this far, um, it wasn't, you know, the... Uh, the happiest brightest thing kind of had some deep dark revelations there but um next week hopefully we'll be a bit happier um we're talking about Cass and crowley so that's a real fun relationship but yeah tune in next friday and uh to see that come out um we'll be premiering it on youtube and they'll come out on spotify make sure to check us out on social medias uh instagram and twitter at wayward sisters pod where we'll keep you updated on behind the scenes um and we can you know communicate you know talk about supernatural and you know get to know each other build a community anyway you guys have a great rest of your day and we will